You always scare me when you use that voice. And I know you can see me on video. I always like when Peter does the Beverly Hills cop theme. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. movies ever. Wait, you're a big Beverly Hills cop fan? That was like the first movie I got to see as a kid that I wasn't supposed to. It's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I know. I, like, I, I watched that and Weird Science over and over and over. Weird Science? I like that one a lot, too. <laughs> that was Anthony Michael Hall, right? Um, Maybe. I don't know. But no, I never told you about the Beverly Hills cop thing. No. Yeah, so my dad gets there, my sister, because she's older than me. And he's like, all right, you cannot let your little brother watch this movie. Like, it, it, it's not appropriate in any way. Well, apparently that didn't work out too well, and I get to see it at some point. Dad says he's kicked back in the chair one night. You know, probably got a couple in him. And here comes, like, hyper wide open Zeke with a little toy cap gun. And I just come running around the corner and point the gun at him and go, freeze, asshole. <laughs> He said, my sister jumped up and took off running. And he was like, kill it. <laughs> One, Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Shrink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. I'm tired, Zeke. Say hello to the folks. Let's make it quick. Man, you can't be any worse shape than me. I, I've been going strong all day with a bum hip. Well, that's your fault. I've been going strong all day, too. Today's my early days. I've been on the phone since 6.30 in the morning. You ain't getting sympathy out of me there, buds. It's not my fault you decide to go to work two hours early. Hour, hour and a half. It's called peace of mind, and I eat my breakfast, too. <laughs> you eat your breakfast, fill some prescriptions. If anybody gets a piece of sausage or an egg in there, sorry about that. It's the placebo. <laughs> I will say, if you think back to Beverly Hills Cop, I think that was like one of the original like ways of learning how to like bullshit as a kid and make up stuff on the fly. So many random things I always remember from that. Like when he goes in the uh, the fancy restaurant and he has to like sneak in, he's trying to like, bum money from the guy in the front. He's like, oh yeah, these medications are for my daughters, Monique and Unique, the twins. <laughs> like he's so off the wall, but he says it so fast and like matter of fact, the guy's like, oh, okay, Monique and Unique. I just love Taggart. Taggart's so, <laughs> you know, he's so angry. Rosewood is just, Judge Reinhold is such a good actor and he plays the nice guy so well. There's just, you know, the, the whole cast, it's just a perfect thing. And I even, Beverly Hills Cop 3, I remember watching that one over and over and it was um, Wonder World. Was it Fun World or Wonder World? No, because it was, it's Wonder World, Wonder World. Like, I still remember that song. I can tell. You, you make the dance moves, too. Eh, whatever. Today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So let's be honest, it's going to cost a little bit more for the allocated stuff, but that's because you don't have to wait in line overnight. You don't have to sit around for a raffle that you might not even get a bottle in. It is convenient. You can sit at home and get it shipped directly to you that is the wonder of cascartel.com their daily drinkers are going to be more on par with what you would pay in a store check them out for yourself also go to instagram at cascartel 
they are always doing awesome giveaways for their followers. I think they're actually doing a BTAC giveaway right now. That's pretty cool. But check them out at castcartel.com and at castcartel on Instagram. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at premiumbarproducts.com, where you can go to get custom laser etched glassware. You can also get the official dad's drinking bourbon Glencairn glass there. So go ahead and check them out. When you go to the website, just look for the link that says DDB glass in the menu. You can get our glass there, or you can put whatever you want on a bunch of cool glasses like the neat glass, a Glen, a wee Glen, the Tua, the Tipsy Dram, the Kenzie Dram, whatever it is, they got it go ahead and check them out and if you are a store distillery or a bourbon group and you have more of a wholesale order reach out to me and i will get you in touch with the good folks carson janey vicky and everyone at premiumbarproducts.com you didn't even touch on the second one that's the one with like the blonde in it is that the one where they were doing the art stuff or was that the first one that's the first one the second one they had the big blonde and the horse racing and i think it's like a Taggart or Billy Wong are talking about, how many big blondes did you think they're walking around Hollywood? And they're like, it's Hollywood. And he's like, oh, oh, that's the best the one with the banana and the tailpipe. Yeah, you just told me I'm not allowed to talk about horse racing for a while. So I can. I watched it. I saw the Derby <laughs> too. In this day and age, if I didn't watch it live, if I watch it 10 minutes later, it's not the worst thing in the world. Instead of watching horses go round and round, you're watching tires go round and round, son. That's fine. We are drinking today Buffalo Chip American Whiskey. You want to know where Buffalo Chip American Whiskey comes from? Enlighten me. So there is a guy, and his name is Rod Woody Woodruff. He's the founder and president of the Sturgis Buffalo Chip, the world's first and leading entertainment destination for motorcycle and music enthusiasts. Since 1981, Woody has worked tirelessly to transform what was once 20 acres of alfalfa pasture in Sturgis, South Dakota, into a 600-acre entertainment destination known to its fans as the best party anywhere. Your boy Kid Rock has played a whole bunch of other people like Aerosmith, Bob Dylan, Toby Keith, Keith Urban, Ozzy. That is what the chip is, and then they decide to make a whiskey around it, but... They decided to blend and bottle this in Nashville, which is how we found out about it. They reached out to us. They are in our town and they wanted to get us a bottle so we could try it. Now, this whiskey is a blend of three different whiskeys. It's a blend of corn that was aged for six years, a wheat whiskey that was aged for five years, and a rye whiskey that was aged four and a half years. It comes through at 46% ABV and 92 proof. That's all I really know about it. So when you say blend of three whiskeys, I'm assuming they're not single grain whiskeys. That's just like the, what, 51%? I don't know. What they told me was just aged four to six years, different ages for different elements, then corn, wheat, and rye. I do know that the price tag on this one is $34.99. It's a triple mash bill, corn, wheat, and rye. That's what they said, triple mash bill, but I don't understand if that is 100%. Don't know if that is just a corn mash bill mixed with a wheat mash bill mixed with a rye mash bill, or if it's 100% corn whiskey, 100% wheat whiskey, and 100% rye whiskey mixed together. That almost seems like you might as well put the three together into... Yeah, and I thought you... I feel like you'd have to have some barley in there for the enzymatic stuff to go on. And at that point, you've got a, a blended four grain similar to, you know, like folks at Penelope are doing. 
they have a blended four grain somehow here, right? I, I just have to assume that it's not 100% corn, 100% wheat, and 100% rye, because yeah. I can't imagine them putting together those three if, if they are like that then we're gonna look dumb but it's not the first time we've looked dumb and it won't be the last time i'm sure somebody's gonna correct us either way on this what did you think my friend granted we don't discuss color too much but wow this one's faint this one's super light i mean i would have honestly probably thought it was a scotch you hadn't already told me or i wouldn't have suspected that there's six and five and four and a half year whiskey in here i would have thought it was all two to three Nose wise, to me, it's it's very faint for what I am able to pick up. Uh, I, I got a, a smoky element to begin with off this on the nose. And then behind that, kind of like aged, musty. I always thought it equated to a bit of a, of a malt presence. But depending on like how much it's aged, it almost smells like mothballs in a closet, you know? Those are the main two things that I got on this, nose wise. What sweets there is so faint. I mean, you, you almost have to have it in your nose to pick it up. I definitely got the malt. And it's funny because as we're going through this mash bill, I mean, I think there has to be barley in these three because of the nose, because there's such a malt presence. And it's almost like if you didn't know any better, you know that this is an American whiskey, you know that it's not bourbon. And part of that you know, gives them a little bit flexibility of the barrels that they're putting stuff in and you know i know that i think two are are new oak and one of them is reused and don't quote me on that it could be two that are reused one that's new oak but all i know is that there could be something else kind of imparting flavor in this as you're putting it in a reused barrel there could be something that's a little bit malty maybe they're getting ex-scotch barrels maybe they're getting something that had more of a malted whiskey in it that i don't know but i definitely get some malt here on the nose and the used barrels would definitely lean more sense towards the the lightness in color especially because some you said it was up to what four to six years yeah yeah okay palette wise I mean, I, I thought it matched pretty well. None of it came across as being robust or strong. But again, there was a, a light smokiness was the first thing I really picked up. The malt came in behind it along with some spice. And then I thought the spice lingered for a pretty good bit at the back end based on the perceived lack of proof uh, for the poor, I thought. You know, usually things that either that light of a profile overall, by the time they get to the back, you know, they're just spent and out the door. Is it going to mess you up if I just say ditto? I won't be the first time. I'll at least give you a break on this one. I didn't think there was a ton going on in any direction. And what I got, it was direct. It, it just was a very soft punch, I guess you would say. I'll just say I definitely got the malt. There's a faintness in the other tastes. I think the malt really comes through on here. I'm also thinking of the clientele. You know, you're trying to get a whole bunch of people that are going to a motorcycle rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, and could be a little bit more of a profile to a beer drinker, and you're you're kind of pulling them over that way. I don't think it's the profile that a, a bourbon drinker would go for. And it's not like some of the other whiskeys that we've had that it's not your typical like malt where you're getting a little bit of that chocolate stout it's not that at all it's more of an ipa than a stout ipa is not a they're not for everybody you know again i i don't want to be talking about proof all the time and not think that i can't drink something in 90 proof 
but I would just think that for the clientele that you're looking at here, yes, is Jack Daniels the number one whiskey in the world? And it is, and is it at 80 proof? Yes. But I would think that you would put this one a little bit higher than 92. I wonder if blending those things together, what's actually happening to the taste. I kind of wonder if you're taking corn whiskey and wheat whiskey and rye whiskey, and we have the ability to talk to the blender if we want to, but you know, are you blending away the flavor? Why are you taking three whiskeys that are probably decent on their own and blending it together to make something else for any other reason other than you just wanted to do some blending. Maybe they thought it was a novel profile. I would say there's not much I can link being similar to this. There's not a lot that's similar to this. It could be one of those things where it's just not our jam as primarily bourbon drinkers and a sweet bourbon drinker for that matter. I mean, both of us kind of gravitate towards sweet. We just differ on what our definition of sweet is i don't think this is a sweet bourbon drinkers profile i wonder how it would go with a cigar though i think it would be good with a cigar i see this isn't something even with this profile though it doesn't scream mixer to me like you know you go in and have a jack and coke i still don't think this is something like hey don't pour me a chip and coke never know they might have something that goes quite well with it they could but at 35 bucks it's not one of those things that you're buying to have a heavy you know ice and coke component and a small whiskey component to it yeah i don't know it's i don't know again kind of tough to get a read on this overall um, as far as what the plan and the goal was again i really think it might be a good cigar pour though i don't know when we talk about cigars at least to me i've yet to find one that really extenuated the juice and the profile I mean, they make it harder for me to pick up whereas with this it's something light it's not going to burn it's already got some smokiness to it the back end's got a little bit of spice i mean to me that generically seems like what you pick up with a cigar so you put them together should be decent synergy see i really like the late hour uh david off that always does a very good job pairing with whiskey and accentuating the whiskey to me just a helpful hint I don't know who you're trying to help. I ain't buying you none. I'm trying to help you. Also, the Camacho. Camacho has ones that were finished in an American whiskey barrel that are really good. I never even remember which ones I have half the time. It's like, oh, it was good. What was that? I don't know. I'll bring you one. We'll sit on your there porch. You At 35 bucks, I mean, this doesn't scream mixer. I think if you're going to make this a mixer, like to see it more at 25 bucks. I don't want to quibble over 10 bucks, but it's just one of those things. And, you know, the fact that they're blending three things together and people are going to say, oh, you're so obsessed with the price. And you guys always talk about the price, but it's like, yes, 10 bucks are people really going to care, but it, it's just the category that it's in. So I'd say where it's priced, it's priced at a point for me where i think you would have this as a neat pour easily that's where i think the price comes into it not that i'm bitching about the price i'm just saying like i i wouldn't call this a mixer so we can ask him we can have the blender on the show i'm curious you know it's almost like at a certain point if you're blending three whiskeys together are you over complicating something or is this kind of the profile that you're looking for where it's a little bit more malt forward and it tastes i mean it's not a bourbon it's an american whiskey so it almost tastes a little bit american single malty to me i would just have to guess on the presentation alone. They were going for this specifically. I don't know the how or the why behind it, but regardless, it's it's unique enough to where th- this was intentional. Bottle's got a big old buffalo on it, too. His name's Chip, just so you know. 
you a buy bar or pass on this, my friend? Uh, most likely a bar, but on the right day, you might catch me just wanting to see how this goes with cigars, especially summertime. You don't want a high proofer. Uh, I don't know. I just think there's some some flavors in there that, whereas I don't line up, you know, bourbon or rye whiskey necessarily all the time. I, I think these might line up well. I don't know. It has my interest peaked enough to, to say I'm on the fence there. So I would typically be at a bar, but this is something that we talked about with Legion a couple of weeks ago. If you're going to go spend 10 to 15 bucks on a pour of this, just go buy a bottle. Is it really going to kill you to spend 20 extra bucks on this? I mean, if, if your interest is peaked and you want to get it, I wouldn't even say go to a bar. I'd say there's no ROI there. It's not cost effective for me to spend a third of the bottle for a pour at the bar. Worst case, we always need those like lower proof, easy drinkers, especially this time of the year. It's the holidays. You never know who's going to show up, what they do or don't like, or even if they have a palate. Hey, bro, got one for you. Then you don't feel bad if they drink it all. Not at all. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting. I'd be interested to see where this goes. It's probably not my favorite but I think it's unique enough and there's not other ones like it out there. Works for me. Well, thank you to Buffalo Chip American Whiskey. We can't wait to see what else you come up with as you continue to grow as a company and you continue to be in our backyard. Thank you for sending us this media sample. Zeke, the folks can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find us wherever you download your podcasts. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Music City, USA. Cheers. Ciao.